Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is episode 462 with Drew Solo. So, uh, for what it's worth, uh, I hear the sounds of lots of little listening devices clicking off. Oh no, it's just Drew. We can't have that. Um, anywho, let's let's head right into uh, a jam-packed show. We've got um, some feedback and some questions. Uh, first and foremost, um, some of you are having trouble with downloading last week's episode. Um, I heard from a variety of people, um, two or three, that um, were having issues with their with their podcatcher device. Um, I don't know what what that was. I ended up re-downloading it, re-uploading it, so you could download it. Um, it was a long episode. It was a two-hour episode. And I think those may have given us trouble in the past. So maybe what I'm going to do in the future is when we get up into the two-hour range, I may do an episode A, episode B, and split that up. I don't know um, if it continues to be an issue um, with our media server or with communicating with iTunes or um, what, however you subscribe. Um, something's Something happened with a small percentage of you or only the small percentage that actually yelled at me about it. So um, if a lot of you had problems with it last week and it was glitchy, uh, let me know uh, so I can look into it a little more. It was just isolated to a few of you. Uh, we'll do our due diligence and see um, if it happens again. And, ho- and hopefully, it, hopefully it will not. Um, so quick apology out of the way. Uh, Eric Donnelly says... For um, ASM 801, I had a discussion with a friend looking through looking through collecting via the long game. Do you feel that ASM 801 has legs to be a sleeper for eventually accruing value relative to other modern titles that have come out around this era? We both took a look at it and just had a hunch. Given the pomp of 800, we just felt 801 has a chance to be overlooked. With so few milestones in the modern era, with relaunches and the lack of tentpole characters, slot finishing a 10-year run is a big deal. Cover art also grew on us, and it wasn't just as it wasn't just flashy, but had a definite classic Marvel look to it. Also, it being a normal price point makes it even less flashy as a spec book. I was just curious as to your thoughts on this as collectors 10, 20 years from now and not just flipping immediately. Thanks, and great show. It's a good question, Eric. Um, I have not seen that comic in question, so I want to check that out. I'm a little behind in my reading, so uh, stuff has been stacking up. Uh, but I think you're right. I mean, 800 was um, 441. We'll get to that a little later in the numbers. But 441,000. Um don't think 801's going to be anywhere near what the sales of 800 were. So um, there's definitely going to be some building scarcity. It does celebrate an end of an era. I mean, I, I was really fond of the last Bendis, Jessica Jones, the last Bendis, uh, Iron Man, the last Bendis, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. So I thought those were all great endings and... Um, something to uh to collect and something to collect long term and seek out so uh, i think you're onto something definitely something to keep for the long haul not a quick flip and you know 
ten years from now we'd say, "Oh, the 801." Yes, that's that was the that was the last Dan slot. He did a ten year run uh, before going over to uh, Iron Man, and uh, what a great run it was. And here's the culmination of that. I think you're definitely onto something, and uh, I agree. I agree. It should be it'll be overlooked, and it uh, for all the reasons you said should be something to uh, stash away and uh, easy to do so. It's not a $10 book or a 1 in 1,000. It's something that uh, any of us can can pick up, which I think is cool. So thanks, thanks, thank you, Eric Donnelly. Uh, Jason Kim from Hawaii is also uh, always helping me out. He said, I know you're flying solo again this week. Here's my pick for the coming Wednesday. It's Venom number three. I heard Donnie Cates had a 10-year story plan for this character. I was in for the ride. He may, and I believe he may introduce new characters in this early story arc that may have potential spec value in the future. Jason. Hey, good call, Jason. I think you're right. Uh, we're going to get a cosmic fo- ghost rider um, right out of the gate. Uh, if we do, we need to be ready to go. And on the and on the ground floor because uh, he could be he could be laying breadcrumbs now that he'll be following uh, if he gets to do that ten year run that he wants to do. We'll see. He didn't get to stay very long on uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange or Thanos, so he may have a ten year plan, but Marvel may have a oh ten month plan. You know, so uh, hopefully Donny Cate starts getting their res- the respect. Uh, over there that we think he deserves because he's a heck of a writer and we really enjoyed some of his stuff. So, um, I, I think you're, again, I think you're spot on on that. That's, that's good stuff. And after a, a, un, I don't know why they delayed him, but previews, uh, diamond people, usually, usually the second Friday of the month put out the top 10. And then follow that the following Friday by the full numbers. Um, so this is all backed up uh, a week or two. Um, so in fact, the the top ten numbers came out on that third or fourth Friday, third Friday, and then like it was only like three or four days before the full numbers were released. So. Uh, I think they changed the embargo because they were so far behind, so they didn't embargo the the numbers for as long. Um, yeah, it's just another example of Diamond's inconsistency and um, lean staffing that causes issues at times. Um, I I believe that it's vacation season, and the person who's in charge of pushing the button wasn't there. Uh, that'd be my guess, but. You know they're not going to admit to anything like that um, because that would that would say that they were at fault, and they'll probably say, "Oh, it was the plan all along." That a, a fifth week or something like that caused the bump. I don't believe it. I just think they're um, there's too leaning, too lean, and uh, and stuff happens and falls through the cracks all the time, which is why we see inconsistencies in the numbers constantly. Um, this uh, week, this month of the month of May, the numbers for the from the month of May would have been topped, of course, by DC Nation's uh, Zero Issue, which sold about a million copies, and but they were for a quarter, uh, so they do not count those. 
something interesting they did this year. They counted. Uh, they didn't count the those issues into the aggregate of DC sales. But if you'll re if you'll f roll back to when uh, the twenty five cent saga came out and sold three hundred thousand, although they didn't chart it as a top seller, they did roll it into Image's sales numbers, and that that of course had an impact on their on, on their sales aggregate. Whereas they decided not to do it for DC Nation Zero. And so there's a million 25 cent issues. You do the math, $250,000 worth of sales and a million units of sales um, that didn't get computed, although um, they did that with, with Saga. So I don't know. I don't understand their rhyme and reasoning. We've gone through this over and over and over again with inconsistencies. Uh, used to count the loot crates, then they didn't. Um, used to asterisk all the returnable comics. Um, now they kind of do some. Uh, in Man of Steel being in the top ten, I'll get to that in a second. Um, it, it, a lot of a lot of weird. Uh, reporting things that um, can't be helpful for retailers and and I, I assume this still is the focus of what this chart is about is to help retailers and they seem to have just ignored that um, and just kind of just at a whim change the way they do things but I well well we'll still report on the numbers when they get out is however inconsistent they are and however uh, useless they are um, uh, especially when you get to the trades numbers, um, I, I find them pretty inconsequential. And well, the the trade numbers are for the direct market are, I guess, indicative of of sales interest, um, maybe, but in no ways are they reflective of the overall pie, because that's totally um, mass market, scholastic library driven i think the numbers dwarf anything that the direct market can even do and i don't even know that it's really reflective of the market because when we see mass market numbers from you know that covers barnes and noble and and amazon and half price book sales and stuff like that um that are actually scanned through you know, we see a much different mix uh, of titles, uh, much a much different, more reliance on uh, different types of books, way less superhero heavy, and um, and so I, I'm curious to see uh, if we could one of these days, if we ever can get a a really nice, clear trans. Um, transparent look at sales market for trades or god forbid comics um, just to see what what what's really selling out there and to who and and what's the breakdown so the, you know I just don't feel like this I think this should, this is just this direct market stuff is uh, indicative especially this I'm, I'm speaking specifically on the trade side 
I do think it has a little more merit on 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 the comic single side, of course, um, because that's where you get most of your comics. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be nice to nice to get a little bit more information. Um, but let's let's hit those single issue comics where they where I do think this data is relevant. And uh, topping the list is uh, Amazing Spider-Man, and uh, I, I did send Kyle a text on his on his vacation um, to get his guess on the numbers for Amazing 800, and he had 250k as his as his guess, and it is 411k, so far outseeding Amazon Amazing Spider-Man um, 700, so. Um, almost doubling. Not really. Was it? <laughs> Maybe eighty percent increase. My math skills are are weak this morning, so uh, it is uh, a really big number. Four hundred eleven thousand is is a big number. And hats off to Slot um, for getting people excited with the Red Goblin stuff and um, putting a big number on the top. Uh, and in the other month, the number two comic Venom. Uh, the first issue of Venom by Donny Cates would have been the the, the top run, top uh, seller by far, and it it did two hundred twenty five thousand. So what what Kyle thought Amazing did, Venom actually did. So um, that's a really good number. I mean, there were some one in one thousands on both of these, I think. That always helps prop that stuff up, uh, but still, good number. Well, way to way to sell through some some comic singles at, at three is is doomsday clock five did 146 avengers 100 uh, avengers number one i did 131,000. Uh, not my favorite black panther number one did 122,000. another unnecessary reboot uh batman 47 101 566 and batman 46 100,000 uh, so there we go. Uh, Batman's back over 100,000 after a brief foray into the low 90s. Um, and it's back. It's got people excited about the wedding, um, about those, those those sweet covers that they're doing. Um, so if you'll notice, we had a top seven over 100,000, which is very healthy. Um, Kyle also weighed in on his guess, and he guessed four. So he kind of fooled us fooled us all with how strong um, this month was going to be so um, very good job by that by the top the top of the list there so to get seven of the top ten over a hundred thousand I think is pretty good uh, at eight is Justice League no justice um, number one eighty six thousand number nine uh, man of steel number one seventy eight thousand. Uh, which I think is a little disappointing. That has been adjusted for returnability, and I think that normally is fifteen percent. But excuse me, um, is usually fifteen percent. But I think that number fluctuates and uh, depending on the whim of the of the diamond folks. So yeah, I, I, it still I think is a disappointing number because uh, there was a lot of hype behind Bendis coming over. Um, but coming off the Action 1000, I guess I can understand it. Uh, rounding out the top 10 is Walking Dead 179. It's 73,000. 
a, a really a really solid number to, to keep in the top ten after being down into rank thirteen after before the month before uh, to hop back up. I think is pretty cool. Um, I was trying to find. Uh, I think I've lost it. The actual breakdown, but it, I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, I, I glanced at it earlier, and I, I don't have it at my finger fingertips. Um, but it was um, Marvel again, leading, even though. Um, well, I mean, those numbers make make it make a lot of sense that, of course, Marvel would would lead that. Um, as I look at the this top that this top list, and I sort by publisher, you know, and go down to uh, some of the aftershock number ones, Walk Through Hell, the first issue. It did about 10,800. It's a solid number. Um, it's a good book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Pestilence, Story of Satan. Did not read that Aftershock book. Uh, I usually sample them all and I missed that one somehow. Um, 5,000 copies of that sold. Uh, uh, some second issues of note from them. Brothers Dracul. Uh, the second issue comes in at 3,500, 3, and her Infernal Descent, number two, comes in at 2,800. Um, Aftershock continues to pump out stuff, get it out on time. Uh, it's, not, it's nice to see. Nice to see that happening. Um, um, Archie, you know, uh, Vampironica was pretty good first issue i really liked it it's second issue still doing well at eleven thousand six hundred it's greg smallwood book uh, i really like that it doesn't look like there was an actual archie proper issue in may sales so it uh, must have been at the end of april and uh beginning of um june for that um uh, so I, I didn't realize it had been undelayed for that long. Been interesting. Uh, Avatar, my beloved Cross Plus 100 Mimic, finally launched uh, with its first issue and only sold 3,600 copies. Um, and, you know, Cinema Purgatorio, from also from Avatar, is on its 14th issue, its 14th issue, and, and sold 3,100. So... Uh, cross coming back. I know it's not for everybody. I know it's a little hardcore mature uh, title, uh, but I was hoping I was hoping for over five, so uh, fifteen hundred people out there that shied away that I thought would would actually get it. And it could have been the delays and people the six dollar price tag. There's tons of reasons why it didn't sell, um, but man, it's it it's good. It came back with a vengeance. So really good stuff. Uh, Black Mask, uh, the third issue of Cal Exit, and might be the last one we get for a while. Uh, sold 4,700 copies. I think they announced the trade that was going to be made up of only three issues. So uh, I got a feeling they're going to take their time getting to issue four since they took their time for every other issue in this. Uh, the second issue of Come Into Me, 2,600. Uh, the launch of We Are Danger, 2,500. Third issue of Wilds, which is a really good book, 2100. Um, Breathless, uh, which is good. It's 
the second issue came out. And also, Survival Fetish, uh, the second issue came out, and it was really good too. And it's funny because Survival Fetish and The Wilds and Wilds are both Black Mask, um, and they both are about runners uh, in a post-apocalyptic setting, you know? Wilds, it's more um, something wrong with the population that they're running, uh, and they're, they're getting infected, and it and so these runners have to go and get supplies from other towns that have not infected and go through infected areas. Whereas survival fetish is more running uh, in a cityscape, getting supplies from one place to the other, and uh, you have snipers in the building shooting at you, and um, so society is kind of broken down. There's no law and order. Um, but it's funny that they're both both running. Uh, the idea of these runners. Um, transporting goods and through dangerous situations is uh, the kind of the plot and it's both from Black Mask and they're both like an issue apart um, uh, I think that's kind of interesting um, and they're both pretty good uh, which is also nice and doesn't doesn't happen all the time um, some of the boom numbers uh, I want to touch on are some of the uh, the last issue of Abbott uh, which was a uh, Saladin Abed's book follow-up for from the the Great Black Boat that he did over Marvel. Uh, his final issue was three thousand, and it was um, it was good. Uh, I didn't think the supernatural element to it worked, and um, without it, it could have been a really fun uh, like crime story with the journalist. Finding the, uh, you know, thwart, thwarting the crime. I thought that would have worked a lot better that without that supernatural element. I think it got murky and muddy when, when that was introduced and when that element, uh, that that was the weakest part of it. I think the other parts were much stronger, but as a whole, it was pretty, um, pretty average by the time it was over. Um, but I thought there was there's really some potential there to go in that direction. It, Stay away from the supernatural stuff, but just didn't fit, in my opinion. Um, sixth issue of Fence, 2400. I really enjoyed this at the beginning, kind of slowing down, getting through like a match, one fencing match per issue leading up to a tournament. Um, so, kind of see where this is going, and we're not getting very far. Similar to Dodge City, uh, I got a dodgeball tournament that we're preparing for and uh, practicing and. Uh, you know, getting the learning the dynamics of everyone and everything. Um, it's interesting. Oh, I finally found the uh, the share of of overall dollars and sales units, and it was Marvel by a little bit. Uh, Marvel took it thirty eight percent over DC thirty seven percent, and really only percentage points, tenths of percentage points that uh, separated them. Not a full not a full point. About half a point, really. Um, image at its solid 10% um, always. And uh, uh, IDW got three, and everybody else was below two or one. So um, kind of the same thing we're, we're used to seeing. When it comes to overall dollars, Marvel crushed. They had a lot of expensive books, um, and they sold a lot of them. So they, they took forty almost 43% of dollar share, and DC had 25%. Uh, Image 
creeped up a point. Less and less, two ninety nine bucks. So they creeped up a point to eleven percent. IDW almost four. Uh, Dark Horse two and a half percent when it comes to dollar share. Um, and then boom, right under two percent. Everybody else below that. Um, uh, to sh- as far as shipping is concerned, Marvel shipped a hundred items in the top three hundred in May compared to DC seventy six. Image is forty seven. And IDW is 21. Um, Dark Horse 13, Dynamite 10, Boom 7, uh, Valiant 7, Titan 4, Aftershock 3, uh, in the top 300 anyway. Um, uh, Albatross 2, Archie 2, Oni 2, everybody else 1. Uh, there really wasn't that many, everybody else is in there. So um, definitely a top heavy book or top heavy. Uh, month as usual um, now let me zoom back over to the single issue sales numbers that, of note that I wanted to touch on uh, when we get to Dark Horse uh, Black Hammer uh, second issue also returnable uh, 11,600 so it's been reduced by 15% presumably uh, it's spin off Dr. Star and the Kingdom We've lost tomorrow's third issue, almost 10,000 as well, and I'm not reading that. I blew that one. Um, I was like, I don't want to read a spinoff, and then I heard it was great, so um, I have to catch up on that one. First issue of Blackwood, uh, returnable, 8,700. Ether Copper Golems, 7,400. Its first issue, also returnable. Um, World of Tanks, the Garth Ennis book, I really liked. It's first issue, 5,200 copies. I like that a lot. Um, this, the penultimate issue of Harrow County, 31, sold 4,400. Uh, so its final issue, I think, is 32. I've uh, been wrong before, but I think that's that, that's the case. So it'll end next month. Uh, the RIP, the late Anthony Bourdain's Hungry Ghost books, ends with issue 4. Uh, 4,300. It was really good. Um, I was looking forward to seeing more of these. This was something that, since it was ghost stories, um, uh, Japanese uh, ghost stories, it probably could have gone on indefinitely with new volumes, and they were all really fun uh, anthology ghost stories, and I really liked it, and all based around the idea of, um, of this chef game with uh, candles and stuff. It was it was cool. I liked the concept. I liked the execution. And I doubt we get any more. Um, Resident Alien, second issue. Uh, only 1,961. This is such a good book, folks. And uh, uh, so you seem to have missed this volume. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. Uh, in Negro Renaissance, which is a book that I have, uh, I have on my stack. I haven't got a chance to read them yet. I have all four of them stacked up, and I haven't yet got a chance to crack those. But it still looks good. It's it's a looks like a, a mystery caper, and I, I hope it's good because I've got a lot invested in it, and I haven't read any of them yet. Um, uh, as far as uh, you kind of saw some of the top tens from DC, I'm seeing if anything else of note pops out. To me, as I slide down these DC's sales numbers, you know, I was, uh, White Knight finished. Batman White Knight finished with seventy-three thousand, very strong. Um, 
the remaining uh, Justice League No Justice all sold around 60, mid-60s. So uh, finished okay, not too bad. Um, looks like we have reorder activity on Action Comics 1000 of 52,000. So um, that seems very anomalous. Um, I guess it's possible. I guess that's possible that there was that much reorder activity on that book. Um, might have to check with somebody uh, to confirm that. Um, let's see, we've got... Oh man, we're just rolling down here. We're in, we're in the 30s already. Uh, Wonder Woman is in the low 30s. Uh, I, I really think this should go to a monthly. I don't think it can support coming out twice a month. Um Hal Jordan's in the low in the high twenties. Super Sons is uh, at twenty seven thousand, so it's sixteenth issue and it's that might have be its last one. I'm not sure. Its sixteenth issue is um, going out with a whimper with twenty seven thousand. Um, Nightwing forty four only sold twenty six thousand. Uh, hopefully that new creative team, I don't know if it's on yet with issue 44, but, uh, it's 44th issue just isn't selling that, didn't sell that well. And, uh, it needs a infusion of new, uh, interest somehow. So, um, I don't know what that's going to do, but I got a feeling Kyle's bumming about the direction of that book. Um, we'll touch with that, touch base with him later. Um, not this issue, not this episode, but. You know, next time when he can, when he ever comes back from vacation, uh-huh. uh, my beloved Scooby-Doo Apocalypse is at fifteen thousand copies, all the way down at rank uh, one forty-seven. So, mm, do each his own. It's not doing that well either. And Wildstorm, which is a book I'm really enjoying, at one fifty-one, uh, fourteen. 000, it's under fifteen thousand, so not selling well. But maybe that's a different uh, criteria for Wildstorm books. I think that's quite possible. Uh, that's about it for DC of note. We've got, um, I think we're getting into uh, reorder activity and and some of the already previously announced canceled books. So uh, nothing much there of note to mention. Uh, when we look at Dynamite, we do have, oh, I don't know, nothing really jumping out at me. Uh, no, man, I'm trying. This is, all this licensed property stuff kind of blends together, and I don't really read much of it. So, uh, it, oh yeah, nothing, nothing really interesting there. Same with IDW. Um, very few books here that interest me at all, or at least are interesting sales-wise. I don't, not seeing anything. Um, we get to image. After Walking Dead, uh, Spawn actually outsold Saga. So Spawn 285 sold almost 38,000 copies, and Saga's 52 only sold 37.5. So uh, it's been it's been Walking Dead and Saga 1-2 for a long time. Um, so that's that's interesting. All those Spawn covers. The Matina covers, the McFarlane sketches are all are really propping the sales up on this book. Um, part of it might be it's good. I 
I don't read it much anymore. I try from time to time. It doesn't click with me, but um, but sales-wise, it's doing it's doing really well. Um, but to have it to have it lap Saga, I think is is interesting. And right on the heels of Saga uh, is Oblivion Song, which sold its third issue sold thirty six thousand. Um, so that's that's a strong number. Three issues in, I think, um, an impressive. And it's possible Saga might continue to drop as I believe people are just moving to trades on that. I don't know why. It's a great single issue read. Or, you know, 52 issues is a lot of issues and people are losing interest in the story. Um, I don't think that's fair either because it's really good. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a fickle readership and jump for a variety of reasons. So I don't, I don't know what to pin the the waning interest on it because it was you know solidly in the 50s not that long ago and now we're in the mid 30s so an interesting number uh we get into a, a cluster of barrier sales uh the first issue collector's edition almost thirty thousand, uh and then two through five which were all returnable in the mid 20s um so that all launched in one month and uh those returnable numbers surprised me. I didn't realize that was the case. Pretty interesting uh, that they would do it that way. Uh, first issue not returnable. The last four were. So that really, some of those numbers might be even higher. Uh, Gideon Falls, the Jeff Lemire book, it's third issue at 19,000. Uh, that's good. It's too bad we're losing Royal City because he's doing, he's focusing on Gideon Falls because I don't think it's as good as Royal City. Um, but still still solid um second to last issue of killer be killed which was good uh, if you haven't read it yet oh man it's a really good issue and it's it's sold almost sixteen thousand. we i think we have one more and i don't even know what it's going to be about because of how 19 ended um outcast continuing to plug along uh with twelve thousand. another kirkman book doing okay Southern Bastards, when it comes out, is always great, but uh, less and less people are reading it. We only have 12,000 of that. Um, Last Siege launched with 11,008. Uh, Long in the Tooth, Wicked and Divine. That's one that I can definitely see people leaving in droves, um, myself included. Uh, Lazarus 28, which is one that um, people have left. It's only selling 9,000. Issues a month now, and it's really good, but you know, going quarterly, I don't think it's going to help it any. Uh, Sex Criminals 24, the same, a lot of delays. Uh, I don't know, it's really something that they focus on much, and it comes out in between uh, when Zdarsky has time to draw it, I think. Um, anything else of here of note? First issue of Flavor did 8,000. Mm, Manifest Destiny's 35th issue only sold 5,000 copies. Uh, fourth issue of Beef, 3,000. Uh, Dry County. It is under 3,000 now. It's a book I enjoy. My Stray Bullets. Both issues were under 3,000. Skyward's 
must be reorder activity on the second printing of Skyward did 1800. I'm pretty sure it did better than that, and it was out earlier. Uh, let's see. Once we go, that's about it for image. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else Marvel put out that's uh, of note to me. Since I'm the only one here, it's all about me. Uh, the annual for X-Men Red did 38,000. I really like X-Men Red. And now that we've heard that X-Men Blue and Gold are um, canceled, X-Men Red is the only one standing now. So that's good, I guess. If it was some kind of reality show, which it isn't, but it should be. I'm going to copyright that before you guys steal the, the idea reality show comic book dominance I like it uh, Peter Parker uh, Spectacular Spider-Man that's the Zadarsky book I mentioned earlier it's thir 304th issue uh, 26,700 it's a little weak for Spidey second you know, the second tier Spidey book when we see the first tier uh, half a million pushing half a million copies so um, we need to get some life into that one. It's a good book. I wish more people read it. I say that so often. There's been this is last Spider-Man. It sold twenty, almost twenty-five thousand. Should have been more. Uh, it's a good one. Uh, Moon Knight, hundred ninety-fifth issue, uh, twenty-two thousand. Bummer. Nobody's reading this. Outside the top one hundred, even. Um. That's about it that pops with me. Champions zone 17,000 at rank 136. Uh, I think that's it for them. Think anything in Titan that pops out. Oh, the second issue of, of Prisoner did 4,000. The first issue was really good. I haven't read the second issue yet, but um, the first issue was really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, that's about it. You know, looking at Zenoscope, nothing really stands out to me. Nothing in Valiant really of interest to me. Well, I guess that first issue of Valiant High, I might have pre-ordered that one. I haven't read it yet. Um, Four thousand copies. That's pretty okay, and what they normally do. So uh, the sales are the sales. Um, Oh, we'll take a quick glance at the trades, which I went on a tirade about earlier for some reason. And no unprovoked, no reason for that. <laughs> uh, but let's see, from uh, sales units, it's uh, Tag and Bank were here. It's 16,656. And uh, Infinity Gauntlet did 9,497. Take the second spot. Uh, the the benefit book for where we live, the Las Vegas benefit book for the shooting, uh, did five thousand. Snot Girls second volume did four thousand. Dark Days: The Road to Metal did four thousand. A Wonder Woman volume did twenty nine hundred. So we've really dropped now. We're below twenty nine hundred. Uh, so basically, one copy per store. 
Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Venom at rank 7 did 2,800. Uh, rank 8, Hellboy Omnibus. That's uh, tw- uh, Volume 1, Seed of Destruction. That did 2,700. Black Magic's Volume 2 uh, did 2,500. And uh, Black Panther Volume did 2,500. So, piddly sales as we leave the top 10. Not much not much to talk about. Not only not much at the top either. I guess that Star Wars is kind of solid. But it's really not a trade. It's an $8 book, which is less than a lot of the single-issue comics that are on the charts, uh, on the other charts. So um, that doesn't really count in my mind. That should probably be on the other bo- other. Uh, it's not. I don't. I guess it's pre-release material, so uh, that's why they're doing that. We're ranking it that way, but you know, the eight dollar pro- price point is more of a oversized single issue comic. So, so really, it's Infinity Gauntlet. That's the first trade, actual trade on the top of the list, and it didn't crack ten thousand. So, blah. There you go. I did get the FOC um, from Eric uh, yesterday. So, as we glance through that. I th- my awkward transition from the numbers to the FOC. Um, nothing in... Um, who is this? I don't see the publisher. I want to guess. Uh, well, dead air, right? So when we look at Dark Horse here... Nothing. Uh, that Batman Fifty One. This will be after the after the wedding. Um, definitely want to check that out. Make sure you're getting some of those. Um, don't sleep on Doomsday Clock, even though its release schedule is awful. It's still good. See anything else? Youth knots. I think I missed out on that one. I think that must be a IDW book. Um, when we're in uh, looking at the uh, image books on the FOC list, um, got uh, some ice cream man B covers. You can check out. It looks pretty good. Uh, what I'm most interested in here, uh, bes- besides, might be interested in the versus Ribic, Esad Ribic black and white cover. See, that sounds interesting. Uh, but there's a Weatherman number two um, cover. C. Uh, that's a wrap cover, and uh, it's a twenty. It's a one in twenty-five. I thought it was independently orderable. Bummer. Um, I was interested in that, but I'm not at a uh, high price. I did enjoy the first issue of Weatherman, so I'm now adding issues issue two to my list. I'll probably get both covers, but not the third cover. Doggone it. Um, as I look on Marvel, oh, uh, there's some cool Life of Captain Marvel launching um, with some various uh, various 
one in 25, one in 50, one in 100, um, one in 200. Uh, and then there's an art germ variant that's independently orderable. Um, so that's probably one you want to hop on, definitely. Um, the staples variant but it's 90 bucks ouch not ready to make the pull the trigger on that um so I glance down here I'm not seeing a lot jumping out at me but there's some good stuff in here uh, I don't want to definitely don't want to miss uh, I think I missed the boat on that Archie meets Batman 66 during the first solicit rounds um, and I want that all red cover and the price is right, so I'm gonna get that one. Um, uh, I think that's all on the FOC that jumps out at me. Um, there's a deluxe hardcover for letter 44, complete collection of all 35 issues. That's awesome. Um, very reasonably priced. Um, That'd be, that'd be nice to have an oversized cover of that. It was a great book. One of Charles Soule's best, in my opinion. Um, Mike Norton doing a Dead Life number one. Uh, second issue of May. It's second volume. Um, is out. People are unfamiliar with that. It's Gene Hahn. It's really, really good. Uh, that's that's all that kind of sticks out at me from the FOC. Um, so those we we for those of us who are on the list uh, and cool enough, we get the FOC list on Thursdays. We have the weekend to review it, and then uh, we place our order by Monday at noon to Eric over at Cowabunga Comics and he can adjust our orders for us. So we get an extra crack at the previews catalog each and every week, um, more so than, than you regular suckers out there. But um, if you want to be on that list, you can give old Eric over at Cowabunga a call or an email um, or a Facebook message. Um, it's Cowabunga with a K, Eric with a C, Eric at CowabungaComics.com. Um, and let him know you want to be on the FOC list, and you want to you want to get an extra crack at the previews catalog each and every week. It's fun to look at. He provides links to the new updated covers of some of the cover Bs and Cs and stuff that have, that are released. Um, so all in one place, based on release date. So it's nice and organized and separated by publisher. Um, it's good stuff. I, I highly recommend it. Even if you don't order anything, it's cool to look at. Um, don't tell him I said that. He probably wants you to order stuff, but um, you can just you can just be a looker, a looker if you want to. Uh, let's head over to for our sneak peek at next week. We've got June twenty seventh. This stuff coming out on twenty seventh of June. Um, let's start an image. What's coming out this week, folks? We've got that final killer be killed must read for me um, I'm excited about how that's going to end issue 53 of Saga that's, I think it's great and it's still rocking so uh, I'm, I'm all in it's a great thing to read it's great to read in single issues 
we got the 25th issue of uh, Sex Criminals with a Scotty Young triple X variant. Uh, they, of course, kicked the price up to four ninety nine for the single issue and five sixty nine for the variant. Um, it's a thick book, but Lord, it's a lot. Um, of course, I'm going to be getting the Stray Bullets, and I'll probably be skipping Wicked and Divine. Uh, when we slide down to Dark Horse, we've got Bedtime Games, number one. Um, this is, um, who's doing this? Nick Keller, Connor Nolan, Kelly Fitzpatrick. Um, called Bedtime Games. Three friends start senior year with a bang by exploring the mysterious past of their school. But before the night is over, their adventure turns into trouble when the kids set loose an evil that seeks to prey on their worst nightmares. So, a new horror comic, if you are so inclined. Second issue of Blackwood. Final issue of Harrow County. County. Uh, Colin Bunn and Tyler Crooks. 32-issue run comes to an end. Uh, with Emmy, with the help of Bernice and the Abandoned, takes on Hester Beck in A War of Magic as the hit series comes to a final conclusion. Oh, that's too bad. It was fun. It was fun. But 32 issues is a good run. We also have, from Dark Horse, we have Modern Fantasies, issue one, uh, by Rafer Roberts and Kristen Gudsnick, uh, about a young ranger woman who come who came to the city with the dreams of adventure, her drug-dealing reptilian wizard roommate, and her boisterous dwarf maiden BFF embark on a modern-day quest to save the world while struggling to keep their crappy day jobs and pay off their student loans. Yeah, this mashup is not for me. Might be for you. Didn't work for me. Uh, IDW, that's it from Dark Horse. IDW has uh, nothing. Uh, DC has... The final issue of Astro City. Um, this has been a great book. This seems like very delayed to me. Um, it's got a February order code, so yeah, yeah, kinda. Um, and this this is a three-parter. So it's the final part of that three-parter. And now Astro City ends as a monthly, quote unquote. And goes to a whenever the heck he feels like publishing a OGN. So uh, we're thinking once a year, twice a year, max. So that's where we can expect to get our, our Astro City fix from now on. So you might want to check in on this final issue. Only three ninety nine. dollars uh, I believe... Uh, Brian Hill takes over Detective Comics with issue this week's issue 983. Um, uh, so I'm back on. Uh, I'm going to check this out, see how he handles Batman. I think it's going to be good. It's, um, it's called On the Outside Part 1. And it's uh, focusing on Duke Thomas and Cassandra Cain. We'll see what happens. I think Black Lightning's in it, too. Fifth issue of Man of Steel, the Bendis series. The Bitty series. 
Still haven't read issue one. Don't know. It's any good. Couldn't tell you. I will. We haven't yet. That's it for DC. Uh, Marvel. Third printing of 800. Don't think I can pay 999 for third printing. Black Panthers goes back. Its first issue goes back to a second printing. Uh, Moon Knight 196, um, just for me. And who knows, maybe there's something going on in it. You never know. Uh, the first issue of Sentry. Uh, Jeff Lemire's writing this with art by Aaron Kim Jacinto and a Brian Hinch cover. Uh, the Golden Guardian is back, fresh from the pages of Doctor Strange, so... I've never been a Sentry fan, so couldn't tell you if it's going to be any good. The second issue of Thor, relaunch. Third issue of Venom. Uh, that's That was Jason's pick, and I agree. It's a, it's a good one. Um, this one, of course, features Donnie Cates on writing and, Aaron, and Ryan Stegman on art. Still recovering from his injuries, Eddie Brock. A wicked web slinger known as Venom has to defend NYC against the most powerful foe he's ever faced. The only thing standing in his way? Miles Morales. Though Eddie and the symbiote have no qualms with this particular web slinger, the same can't be said for Miles' feelings about Venom. So good times. Uh, that's it from, from Marvel. Uh, we look in Dynamite. There's a new Charlie's Angels launching. Bunch of licensed properties. And I'm out. Boom Studios has a fourth issue of Dodge City. Uh, 51st issue of Lumberjanes. And a trade for Wild's End. I'm out. Nothing else there. Uh, let's see. As we go into the back half, what's left of the back half? been kind of decimated since the the premier publisher move um ooh, brothers are cool three uh the third issue of cross plus 100 mimic with a ton of covers each more de deviant than the last final street number one uh written by scott schmidt and art by Brian Atkins looks like Street Fighter font. Uh, an over-the-top gender reversal comic book tribute to beat-em-up video games. With girls instead of guys. Let's see, last song, number two. This book was, uh, the first issue was great. Uh, it came out like six months ago, it feels like. This is a December 17 mm -hmm. area code. So, uh, been out a lot. But it's a, it's a, just about the beginnings of, of a rock band. And um, I, I like the characters. I like the art. I like the story. Uh, it's well written. Um, 
this will definitely get overlooked. It's a Black Mask book. Um, but it's written by Holler, Holly Interlandi with art by Sally Cantorino. Really good stuff. I'm looking forward to reading this one as well. Uh, Shadow Roads from Oni Press. Written by Colin Bunn, Brian Hurt. Uh, art is by A.C. Zamudio and Carlos Zamudio. Uh, the world, world is thinnest at the crossroads, a mythical plane that serves as a doorway through the universe. Is here that a band of adventurers through the Wild West gather, brought together by Gord Cantrell, with a singular purpose, to fight back against the creatures that would endanger the sanctity of all creation. Colin Bunn just cranks out the uh, the ideas. He and Lemire and Kent and Millar, man, they're very prolific. Man, that's it, and that is it, and we are done. And I need to give you a pick. Oh my. Well, we know Jason's pick was Venom, which I think is a pretty good one. Um, man, if I can't beat that. Whew. So we're sticking around for me to figure it out? I'm going to have to go with the, the Scotty Young Triple X uh, Sex Criminals variant. Uh, I'm curious to see what his art style and that. It's going to be polybagged. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with that. Sex Criminals 25 is 20. It's an anniversary issue. They might do something crazy in it. And to have this uh, Scotty Young's uh, naughty version. be great to have him sign at cons, too. Uh so I think this would be sought after, and at that price point, I bet you a lot of people didn't reorder it, pre-order it. So um, that's mine. Uh, you know, Jason's. So we've got a couple of picks there for you. Um, hope something on here st stuck out to you, and uh, thank you for for putting up with me through this solo issue. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, hopefully fully staffed. Uh, with uh, I'm hoping Kyle will be back. So uh, until next time. See ya.